0: The overseer was to ignore him. Without a word, he put his back to the sea and the stars and began ascending the black mass of the hillside. What was leadership, after all, but the blind choice of one route over another and the confident pretense that the decision was based on reason? The path here was steeper. He had to scramble up it sideways, sometimes using his free hand to pull himself along, his feet skidding, sending showers of loose stones rattling away in the darkness. People stared at these brown hills, scorched by summer brush fires, and thought they were as dry as deserts, but the engineer knew differently. Even so, he felt his earlier assurance beginning to weaken, and he tried to remember how the path had appeared in the glare of yesterday afternoon when he had first reconnoitred it. The twisting track barely wide enough for a mule, the swathes of scorched grass, and then, at a place where the ground levelled out, flecks of pale green in the blackness, signs of life that turned out to be shoots of ivy reaching towards a boulder. After going halfway up an incline and then coming down again, he stopped and turned slowly in a full circle. Either his eyes were getting used to it, or dawn was close now, in which case they were almost out of time. The others had halted behind him. He could hear their heavy breathing. Here was another story for them to take back to Misenum how their new young Aquarius had dragged them from their beds and marched them into the hills in the middle of the night, and all on a fool's errand. There was a taste of ash in his mouth. "'Are we lost, pretty boy?' Korax's mocking voice again. He made the mistake of rising to the bait. "'I'm looking for a rock!' This time they did not even try to hide their laughter. "'He's running around like a mouse in a piss-pot!' ''I know it's here somewhere. I marked it with chalk.'' More laughter. And at that he wheeled on them. The squat and broad-shouldered Corax, Beko, the long-nose, who was a plasterer, the chubby one, Musa, whose skill was laying bricks, and the two slaves, Polites and Corvinus. Even their indistinct shapes seemed to mock him. "'Laugh! Good. But I promise you this, either we find it before dawn, or we shall all be back here tomorrow night, including you, Gavius Korax. Only next time make sure you're sober.' Silence. Then Korax spat and took a half-step forward, and the engineer braced himself for a fight. They'd been building up to this for three days now, ever since he had arrived in Misenum. Not an hour had passed without Korax trying to undermine him in front of the men.' And if we fight, thought the engineer, he will win. It's five against one, and they will throw my body over the cliff and say I slipped in the darkness. But how will that go down in Rome, if a second Aquarius of the Aqua Augusta is lost in less than a fortnight? For a long instant they faced one another, no more than a pace between them, so close that the engineer could smell the stale wine on the older man's breath. But then one of the others, it was Beko, gave an excited shout and pointed. Just visible behind Korax's shoulder was a rock marked neatly in its centre by a thick white cross. Atilius was the engineer's name, Marcus Atilius Primus, to lay it out in full, but plain Atilius would have satisfied him. "'A practical man, he had never had much time for all these fancy handles his fellow countrymen went in for. "'Lupus, Panthera, Pulka, Wolf, Leopard, Beauty—who in hell did they think they were kidding? "'Besides, what name was more honourable in the history of his profession than that of the Gens Attilia, Aqueduct Engineers for Four Generations?' His great-grandfather had been recruited by Marcus Agrippa from the Ballista section of Legion 12, Fulminata, and set to work building the Aqua Julia. His grandfather had planned the Anio Novus. His father had completed the Aqua Claudia, bringing her into the Esquiline Hill over seven miles of arches, and laying her, on the day of her dedication, like a silver carpet at the feet of the Emperor. Now he, at twenty-seven, had been sent south to Campania and given command of the Aqua Augusta, a dynasty built on water. He squinted into the darkness. Oh, but she was a mighty piece of work, the Augusta, one of the greatest feats of engineering.